Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Probe the movers and shakers and decision makers in the various newsrooms, both here at the multimedia group and elsewhere, will take the attempt to analyze the much anticipated and talked about speech by the vice president and flag bearer of the NPP, Dr. Mahmoud Balmier. It was dubbed Balmier Speaks. Key questions are whether it was a speech that made his political opponents actually quiver. Are you one of those who feel he's distancing himself from the ills of this particular government? What was your own reaction to the visions outlined by the NPP flag bearer? Also, does he not deserve a chance to prove himself, considering that in his own words and analogy, he's only a driver's mate at this point and deserves to be given the driver's seat? Well, we'll take a quick look at some of the highlights of the 73-page speech. First, we know that the first part highlighted key achievements of the administration and then his vision as he expires to take the driver's seat. Well, the issue about the economic management team and he leading it and whether he had the power to make things change or do, in fact, bring around a turnaround is one of the issues that came up. Well, he talks about the fact that it was a subcommittee to cabinet and they do not have any decision-making powers. But for him, quote, I am very proud of the quality of advice we have been providing over the years to cabinet. Well, going on to some of the other issues that came up, also he outlines his vision and he says as vice president, he's like a driver's mate we've been talking about and this has become very topical and most people are bashing him on that. And if you make me president, I will be in the driver's seat. Well, the driver's mate at this point, does he have a say in where the driver goes? Does he tell the driver uh, where to turn and where not to turn? Is some of the issues that have come up. And if you are a bad mate... Um, are you going to be a good driver is also one of the key questions that have come up. Well, there were some issues that he outlined in terms of policies. First was very heavy on taxes. He talks about the abolishment of the e-levy. 
the elimination of VAT on exploration services, no more import duty on solar panels, tax incentives will be provided for film producers and musicians. We've been hearing those in the creatives industry also talking about this. A flat tax of a percentage of income for individuals and SMEs with appropriate exemption thresholds set to protect the poor. Some of the things that he outlines when it comes to taxes. And a tax amnesty up to a certain year to individuals and businesses for failures to file taxes in previous years. Also, there will be no manual or paper filing of taxes from 2024, another step of digitalization. And any audits by GRA will be done electronically and facelessly by GRA. Also goes on to talk about no entity will be audited more than once in five years unless anomalies are detected. These are some of the key things he talks about when it comes to reforms in the tax, a new tax system he talks about in his vision. Also going on, he talks about the fact that he would not have more than 50 ministers and deputy ministers. How doable is that? These are some of the things that we'll be talking about tonight with the editors and get their take on this. Also, some major policy proposals he made in that vision also. National service will no longer be mandatory. Also, starting an individualized credit scoring this year for easy access to credit at lower interest rates. Also, the fact that we will amend Article 87 of the 1992 Constitution and NDBC Act, Act 479, to mandate the alignment of political manifestos to agreed broad contours in specific sectors. Some of the visions um, that he outlined that day. Also key in education sector, digital technology, STEM, robotics, and artificial intelligence will be applied in education. And AI is a part that uh, one of my guests, Raymond Aqua, really likes. So we'll be taking a look at it. Coding and robotics will be made standard in SHS, enhanced focus on TVET education. Also, one student, one laptop policy for tertiary students. Really, this is, these are promises we've had over the period. We, we promised that we're going to give SHS students a laptop. What exactly has happened to that? Also, wildfire for SHSs. That has not also materialized. Also, thousand special education teachers will be recruited. It's also one of the key um, policies in the education sector he outlines in terms of his vision um, is one of the key things. And also amend the 1992 constitution with key emphasis on ex-gratia, the rights of dual citizens, election of MMDCs and reducing the power of the president, continuation and improvement of free SHS, also one student, one laptop policy for tertiary students through the provision of a zero interest loan is uh, one of the key things he talks about. And finally, also the proposed tax reforms of 2024 that we know about in terms of our agreement with the IMF, revision and expansion of taxes on gambling revenues, also removal of selected VAT exemptions, including the 15% VAT on electricity, which has become very topical. We know Labour um, threatened to go on an industrial action as, as a result of that demonstration, massive protest, but that has been called off. Also introduction of the emission tax and the plastic and packaging um, tax. He has a responses to that. Uh, for him, he will eliminate the betting tax, also eliminate uh, the VAT on electricity if it's still on the books once he takes over the driver's seat, and elimination of emissions tax, which is also one key um, tax that is generating a lot of controversy. So these are the key highlights in terms of uh, what uh, Baumia talks about in terms of his vision if he becomes the driver at some point after the election 2024 and if he takes over in 2025. So these are some of the key issues that we'll be looking at um, tonight with my guests. I've told you that we're dealing with the movers and shakers of the industry uh, when it comes to media. And tonight, Martha Krenzelakwa is head of news and current affairs at Doom TV, is my guest. Evans Mensah, senior news editor and head of political desk here at Joy News, also my guest. Winston Amwa, deputy head of political desk, will join us at some point. Raymond Akwa is head of research here at Joy News, also host of Upfront. 
my guest right there, and Manasseh Azuria, when he edits a fourth estate, also joins us all the way uh, from the USA. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us tonight. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank and you. lady. Thank you. And lady, I should mm-hmm. say. Welcome, all of you. And I know that I've taken you away from your AFCON, and I, I don't take this uh, lightly at all. Thank you so much for joining us once again. We'll get talking right after I, I don't break. watch. I don't watch football. So Minus you. Okay, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> Neither do you. Okay, well, well, we'll get talking right after the break. I'll get you to listen to highlights of the speech as put out there by Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia. Please do stay with me. We are right back after the break. Whether it's 1924, 2024, or 2124, we've always known that you are driven by your sense of safety and well-being. It is what drives us too to see you through from start to finish, from small to big. And in the last 100 years, as you have evolved, so have we also expanded to serve you in many ways. From cradle to grave. With expertise in insurance, life, pensions, properties, health, and for those beautiful, memorable goodbyes. It's 2024, and in all our markets, our pedigree is recognized, our strength respected, our expertise valued, and our solutions sought by all who desire an advantage in life. Experience the time-tested and truly trusted 100 years legacy of Ghana's oldest insurer. Take charge of your future now. Insurance, life, pensions, property management, funeral services, health insurance. Enterprise, your advantage.
are not the same as will be in 2025. Therefore, my priorities will be different. We have done many good things and I will be seeking to build upon them. My vision, ladies and gentlemen, is to create a tent big enough to accommodate all our people, to tap into the resourcefulness and talents of our people, irrespective of our different ethnic, political and religious backgrounds, to channel our energies into building the kind of country that assures food, self-sufficient, safe, prosperous a dignified future for all Ghanaians. So far, the Bank of Ghana has made a lot of progress in this direction by putting in place a lot of the systems and infrastructure required. These include mobile money interoperability, merchant interoperability, the universal QR code system, GH link, e-switch and Ghana pay. We have put in place the necessary infrastructure for Ghana to go. Recently, the Bank of Ghana has completed a pilot of a digital version of the Ghana city in Sechiwiyoso. This is known as the Central Bank Digital Currency or the ECD. The ECD is designed to work online and offline and will be launched by the Bank of Ghana in due course. In my humble opinion, the ECD, with appropriate privacy protections, will be the ultimate weapon in our fight against corruption, because it will provide transparency, reduce the risk of fraud, robbery, tax avoidance, and money laundering, since it will, it will be easy to track the movement of money and identify suspicious activity. The ECD will quicken the pace of Ghana's move towards a cashless or near cashless society. Ladies and gentlemen, to move towards a cashless economy, however, we have to encourage the population to use electronic channels of payment. To accomplish this, under my administration, there will be no taxes on digital payments. The E-11 will therefore be abolished. This is the probe and is the editor's take on Baumia Speaks. And you've been hearing him talk about the e-levy and, of course, uh, the part about the driver's meet. We are live on the Joy News channel. We are live on Joy 99.7 FM, myjoyonline.com. And the editors are already uh, Martha Quinsolakwa, also have Evans Mensa. Uh, we have Raymond Nakwa and Manasseh Azuri, journalism fellow, Harvard University. Thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen. So I would want to take a quick round on this, and starting with you, Martha, on what your expectations particularly were uh, when it was announced that Baumia was about to speak. Do you have any expectations, really, and what were they? Thank you very much, Emma Fine. Um, good evening to my colleagues here and our viewers and listeners as well. So I was very skeptical. I didn't know what to expect. And after the speech, I understood why I was skeptical. Because he wanted to give us a reason to trust him with the country, with the running of the country. And we know that he's been part of the running of the country for some time. So I was worried 
for him what he can say to convince Ghanaians that I can do something different or I can do better than my boss or I have something up my sleeve. So I was very skeptical and it was after the speech that I, I understood. In fact, he made it simpler for me with his analogy of the driver's mate for me to um, understand why I was not happy. In fact, I wasn't, I wasn't very happy for him coming out like that. Mm. You want to tell us why you weren't happy? He's, he's stating facts. Some have said, is he obvious? Is he not the driver's mate? Yes, he is the driver's mate. But you see, if you want to give reasons, things didn't go well. You can have so many reasons. Mm. Oh, take responsibility. It's, it's very difficult to take responsibility. And so I was worried because I wanted to understand or I was looking forward to how he was going to explain why he wasn't part of the decision-making, why we should give him another chance so he can be his own man, mm. why he was, quote-unquote, the head of the economic team but did not do much. Okay. So, so those were the things I was worried about, that if you don't, you see communication, if you don't say it as it is, a bit about the book. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Sometimes you get into trouble. Mm. Other times you get away with this. If you decide to speak the truth. And so I wasn't surprised that right after his speech, you have this video of the president talking about um, how you um, speak against your own party. And that wasn't, in re- it wasn't directed to him. We know that video was after Alan exited the party and everything. But people started playing it back and it was trending because... He is seen as a member of the party, seen as a member of government. And so if all along you were there and you were the driver's mate and got to our destination and you couldn't tell the driver that a bus stop or someone wants to alight and the driver continued to the next stop, when I alight eventually, I'll have you to contend with, not the mm-hmm. driver, because you didn't tell the driver I needed to alight there because my communication comes to you. So as a driver's mate, there are pros and cons. 
you hear the passengers more than the driver. Mm. And so if you're hearing me and you didn't do anything about my blood, then you have to come back and tell me why. Okay. Well, Evans, I don't know what you were looking forward to uh, going into this particular speech and whether Martha has been talking about the fact that she had no expectations, but a bit skeptical about it, and it doesn't look like her expectations were met as well. How about you, Evans? I have always said on State of Play that for Baumia to have any chance of convincing anybody that he is a man for the job 2025, he must create a distance between himself and his current boss. And so I was looking forward to hearing how he does that. Mm-hmm. And I've said before that as politicians, before, and especially when you're in government, the first thing you need to do when you're taking on an issue, when it's so obvious that there have been challenges and there have been failures, is to ask yourself, what do I concede? So those two things must go together for me. And so I was expecting those two things. I think he delivered on the distance. He mm-hmm. created the distance between himself and the current boss, his current boss. But he failed in the second, where he didn't concede much. Mm-hmm. Now, as you know, the economy has been in shambles. It's mm-hmm. been the most catastrophic administration of an economy in the Fourth Republic. The results are there for all of us to see. Yes, COVID-19 played the role. Yes, Ukraine played the role. But certainly, the management, quality of management of the economy also was a factor. So for him to mention Ukraine and to mention also uh, COVID, but failed to mention that they themselves in the management of the economy had made mistakes, for me, was a big negative for him. If he had managed to pull the two together, he would possibly have won a few people over, particularly the floating voters, right? Because if you listen to the criticism, it's about identifying with the suffering of the masses. Because the reality is, People are suffering. Times are extremely hard. I mean, many have compared this to the 1993, and some have said it is worse. We all know, at least in the Fourth Republic, this is the worst we've seen. Just look at inflation. Unprecedented inflation levels. Yes, it's coming down, but it's so very, very high. If if you look at the the cost of living, we've been running a cost of living uh, series for, for more than a year. Now, that should tell you that people are struggling. Now, for the vice president not to acknowledge that and talk about the mistakes that have happened and how he's, he's, he's hoping now to fix that mistake was, was, a, was, a, was for me a minus. Mm. But he created a distance between himself and the president, which for me was something I was expecting him to do. The mentioning of the abolishing of the e-levy was uh-huh. a bold one for him to state, especially when that policy is still being implemented. And many of us have known for so long that he was not in support of the e-levy at the time that it was introduced, for which reason he kept quiet about it and, and, and rarely spoke about it at all. But, but that's where uh, Martha's analogy comes in, Evan. The time when it's been implemented. Mm-hmm. But that not that where Martha's analogy about the driver's mate not speaking up when indeed um, something is going wrong and the driver is not driving right? Um, why keep quiet when you're against it and wait until you want to outline your vision before you put it out? I mean, for strategic political reasons, he believed he had a good shot at being the party's flag bearer. I mean, if you find yourself in that position, you either come out and speak against the group and lose traction and then possibly kill your own presidential ambitions. I've heard others argue that if he had a 
carriage of his convictions, that is what he should have done. And, and there's, there's, a, there's a solid point there, that if you're part of a group that take a decision that you disagree with sometimes, the principal thing to do is to say, well, I'm sorry I can't be part of this. So that's, that's one, one thing. But realistically, I do think that any politician with a good shot at being the flag bearer of the party would have taken that step. Especially mm-hmm. when you are the vice president, so so I understand why he did it. Okay. Um, and I, again, we don't know to what extent he went in cabinet in economic management meetings to oppose it, but he had come out categorically to say that he will abolish it. Uh, whilst he's still the vice president, and many have said that he threw another one under the bus, mm-hmm. but the person that hasn't been mentioned that he also threw another bus is the the finance minister. Finance minister so for yeah. me, he, he made that point. Uh, he, he made that point. He made that point about abolition. I think that's, that's, that's a bold one to say. Uh, and, and we wait to see how, what reactions we'll get from the loyalists of Akufado and whether or not this was negotiated with Akufado before he came public to say. And for me, that's a key next step for me to watch. Okay. Raymond, um, I see that you're, you're making inputs whilst Evans is speaking on this, especially uh, the issue about distancing himself and throwing the finance minister under the bus. But Evans talks about distancing himself and, and conceding also. But there are those who say you can't distance yourself from the ills of this particular government when indeed you've been a part of it. But it takes me to your expectations on whether they were met. However, um, the vice president is in a position, a very difficult one. Who do I please under the circumstances? Do I go tell the people that, oh, we made a lot of mistakes in government, which mm-hmm. every government will do? And I don't know, because it's a human endeavor, the presumption will be that you make mistakes. So after making the mistakes, do I go and tell the people that, oh, we made this mistake, but even some of the mistakes we made, we could have avoided it because I pointed it out to them, it was not going to work. He couldn't have said it that way. I mean, I agree with those who say there is real politics. The ordinary form of politics, that's, that's what's practiced mostly. And there is also the grouping that that's constable politics. That says, no, if I disagree, and I think that it will not go in the interest of the people of the country, I will stick out my neck no matter what the impact of that will be on my future political career. Mm-hmm. So he had to manage those two. Just like they say there are two forms of analysts, the descriptive ones, the, the people who describe to you what has happened over the period, and the normative ones who insist there are certain values, norms, that should never be missing in our politics. So he took a convenient way out. Let's not miss uh, our words on that. He chose the least objectionable position because going out there to tell the people I disagreed on those bases, and we all know he has stated before, that he didn't support that. Mm. That's also a test. And you see, MFA, the vice president is also in a tough corner because he's being tested on his believability and integrity too. That's also the difficult part to this. If mm. I didn't come out then, and I'm now stating that these are things I will not do going into the future, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm hoping to see how he's going to go about it. I've heard those who justify and we made the same point, but they still did not get it anyway. We asked them to tell us what is the impact of e-levy on our national revenue. To the extent that we are willing to throw everything at it, do all the things we did around this. They didn't tell us at the time. I've not heard people who are now defending the position of the vice president come out to now come and say, oh, it's just 0.2% of revenue. So, indeed, if it is 0.2% and it was not what the GRA required, 
to meet their targets, mm -hmm. what was the fuss about it in the first place? Why was it not possible for an astute economist to convince his team that it's not the best way to go? And as to whether that position was also a lame that position or whether vice president, a very long time ago, I think in 2010 or so, it was Professor Alexander Kechi Dukufrimpom who wrote that article, playing second fiddle, reflections on the vice presidency. In fact, he said it was almost like since Akai's problems with Rawlings, some of the powers were also taken away, it is you are just told what to do by the executive president if you are in his good books. And he reflects in some of the things. So we admit that that is a difficulty. Being vice president doesn't mean you are in charge. Mm. It's just a position without power. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that our very vice president told us, or we're given a different impression of mm -hmm. the Bahamia vice presidency. In any case, if it was a useless position, why was he asking his predecessor some time ago to answer some 190 questions on the economy? In what capacity? Was he not also chairman of the, uh, what do you call it, management board, the uh, economic management team? If he was also similarly a lame duck person who did not do anything or was not required to do anything on impact policy, how was he how was he qualified to answer questions on the economy, mm. not the finance minister who was running the economy, as we are being made to consistently get work? I'll get to I'll, I'll get to Manasseh, but two key words you use there believability and integrity. At the end of the speech, did you get that? Mm -hmm. Did you get that, Raymond? <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to be Frank, I I think it was a difficult job he had to do. He didn't come across to me, and I've read and I've read again, I've reviewed the speech. He didn't come across to me as somebody who was willing to abandon a certain position in our politics and chart a new course. He continued the usual politics, and only, and I mean, it's not new, because I also compared this speech to that speech he gave in accepting the vice presidency or the running mate role in 2008. And the very thing since that time to the, to the renewal of who Bahamia was supposed to be in our politics. I do not think that he came across as somebody who would do everything possible to run this country without the problems we have had over the period mm. and can be 100% believed to chart a new course and would possess the kind of integrity that's required going into the future. Okay. But it's still politics. Okay. Of course, he has managed all the differing parties that will be putting pressure on him. Manasseh, you watch from afar all the way uh, in America, really. Um, I don't know what your expectations were, but were they met at the end of the day? Well, MFA, having listened to my colleagues I want to start on a note, an article I wrote in 2016, eight years ago. Mm. It is online and it is titled, In Defense of a Mr. Arthur. And in that article, I said in one paragraph, quote, Some may argue that the vice president assists the president and should not be absolved of any wrongdoing of the president. But those who know how things work in our republic will tell you that the vice president often has no say in the affairs of the presidency, at least from my experiences with some past governments. When President Atamils was in charge of our republic, for instance, the likes of Koku Anidohu were more powerful than the vice president, than no. vice president Mahaman. And I dare say 
that some of President Muhammad's boys are more powerful than Vice President Emisa Arthur. Their words and instructions carry more weight than his. The question is, why did I write this article in defense of Mr. Arthur? I wrote this article because in 2016, a certain vice presidential candidate put so much spotlight on Mr. Arthur that even within the NDC, people believed that Mr. Arthur was the reason they lost the election because if he had been uh, outspoken or if he had been like Baumia, they wouldn't have lost. And my stance at the time, and I even got to know more when I was writing the book on President Mahama, I interviewed a number of people within the President Mills administration, including the chief director at the office of the vice president, who said Mr. Mahama was so frustrated at the point that he actually wrote his resignation letter, and he was the one who informed President Mills, and then President Mills asked him to rescind the decision. I'm saying this to make a point that the reality on the ground is that the office of the vice president is like the office of the minister. In a newsroom, the editor determines what story is. Mm -hmm. And if your story is edited in a way that does not suit your, uh, what you want, you may have complaints, but you cannot take the final decision. So these are the realities on the ground. But here in the, but Manasseh, here in the joint newsroom, once it's edited and it takes the substance of the story away, as a reporter, you have the right to speak up and, and tell the editor about it. But eventually, the editor would have to determine what goes on air. Mm. So what I'm just trying to... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Says, is it fair that people are calling Bamia out politically? It is fair because he asked Mr. Arthur to answer certain questions in a capacity as vice president. So, if you are in the same capacity, it is only fair that your questions are thrown back to you. But I also agree with Evans very well that in a system like this, you need to 
at least admit that things didn't go as promised. That is very key because mm-hmm. we all know, some say the, the, the fourth republic, but I'm still even struggling to know which of the republics, including the military regimes, that this government can claim to have done better than. So we are in a very terrible mess. So you have to admit. The admission becomes also difficult because if you want to go into details, you may end up disintegrating your own party. So it is a very difficult situation. But I expected him to distance himself from this administration. Not to say that he's not part of it, but if you want to lead Ghana, Mm -hmm. and we have a presidency or a government that has performed so badly, you cannot come and tell us you want to continue what is happening. That would be suicidal. And we all also know that from 1992 till now, whoever becomes vice president and becomes president does not necessarily take on the character of the previous one. So in 2000, the MPP had this campaign that vote for Atamils and get Rawlings free. And it was so powerful. When Roll- so, so when Atamils, who had been handpicked by Rawlings, became president, we realized that Atamils was his own man. And Rawlings was very angry. We cannot say that Mahama was the same as uh, Professor Mills. So I expected Dr. Baumia to be different or to chart his own path despite the difficulties and to just end on this note but isn't that what he's seeking to do now yes that's what he's seeking to do and i i I expect more of that going forward some of the things may be difficult and uh, we're talking about uh, policies like the Mm e-levy information i had at the time was that the e-levy was supposed to have come earlier than before. And Vice President Bamiya was against it. So when he appeared for that media interview, sources within government told me that they actually planted that question. It wasn't a discussion at the time. So they planted it, and then he opposed it publicly, and that slowed it, but eventually they brought it back. And things like this are very normal everywhere in the world. I'm reading a book currently written, uh, Peril, about Trump's White House. And when Trump wanted to deploy military to tackle the Black Lives Matter protest, the Minister of Defense or Defense Secretary knew that it was wrong, Mm -hmm. but Trump was bent on doing it. And he told others in the administration that, look, if they didn't do anything and then Trump ordered him to do it, he couldn't say no because the president had a finances. So what did he do? He intentionally gave the media an interview and said, oh, well, the situation we have is not one that should let us deploy the military. So some of these things happen in governance, but all in all, like uh, Evans and uh, Raymond said, if you find yourself in a situation like this, it is either you go all out and perhaps explode internally, even within the party, or you find a way to be measured in which way those listening would still need more answers. Okay. But it's in a very difficult uh, situation, and whoever is in such a situation will struggle. Mm. Now, let's talk about the general reactions, um, ladies and gentlemen, and that came at least from your various newsrooms and programming after this uh, particular speech. Uh, we've had feedback, reactions from 
political actors, um, the NDC minority. We've had analysts. And, of course, I know that you took your microphones out there uh, for Vox uh, Pops about um, what the ordinary person was also thinking. Martha, from the Adum newsroom, the Adum TV newsroom, for instance, let's talk about the kinds of feedback and reactions you got uh, when it comes to this particular speech. Okay, so um, NSS, not being mandatory, mm-hmm. um, what did not go down with many people because um, it is a way of showing how much you love your country if, to, in the simplest terms. So um, many people do it not because of their allowance, but to serve the country. Mm-hmm. In other countries, it's a big deal. It, is, it means a lot to people to serve the country and you have them deployed to deploy to other countries to go and serve on, on the military team and other things. Here you are teaching, you are just... In fact, my own NSS, I was sitting in the EC office in somewhere new at for the whole period doing nothing. So when he talked about reviewing it so that it becomes um, optional... Mm-hmm. Yes, it becomes voluntary or optional for you to make. So if you finish school and you are able to secure a job, then you go ahead. If not, it's like the NSS will be a launch pad for you. It didn't go down with even students, even students on the various campuses. They didn't see why we should get to that point. So personally, I was expecting that the review rather is going to put the human resource where we actually need them. Mm. So... You have so many schools without um, teachers because of where they are located. So if it's in a deprived area and you motivate someone to go there, to go and serve, then you are doing something with the NSS. But to make it um, voluntary, uh, many people, in fact, on the campuses were not happy with that at all. Okay. And then when you talk about the corruption, um, I think he tried to prove that he is not corrupt. He has integrity. And so you can trust him. And he was doing this, comparing himself to um, former President Mahama. And so um, you ask people, have you heard him involved in anything questionable? And so far, you don't get anything, any dirt thrown on him. And so perhaps he has a point somewhere. But when you come to the ministers, mm-hmm. the fact that he's going to do 50, you have those who refer you to former President Kufour telling his predecessor that 82 was too large. And he came in and did 88. And since then, we've not seen any less. He has been part of the 123 and 110. And so when he's telling you he can do 50, why didn't he suggest to his boss that we could do 50? Mm. With 16 regions. So there won't be deputies, I guess. Or, uh, yeah. So he can do 50. So what the impression you get from the audience or our publics is that it's easy to say it when you're sitting afar. Okay. But when you take up the mantle... You see that it's not that easy, especially 
when it comes to the appointments of the ministers. Okay. Well, Evans, um, you have highlighted the e-levy, for instance. Um, for you, you got to interact with a number of um, politicians on this and political analysts as well. Do you think that the NDC minority in particular are just being minority and opposing anything and everything and not seeing anything good in that speech? I mean, the most predominant reaction from the opposition has been around the driver's mate. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been their predominant reaction. And linked to that is the accusation that he's thrown the president under the bus. I mean, we all had these powerful sun bites delivered, delivered by Sami Jirfi on Top Story where he was, he was almost defending the president. And I asked him, did I, did I just hear you defend and he says he feels pity for him. And Nanado has become like a, a lonely old man. Yeah. That, that has been the predominant reaction um, around that. Um, I haven't seen much in terms of the reaction to, to the substance of what Bamiya had said. So, for example, the abolition of the E-Levy. I've, I've, seen, um, uh, I've seen Sam George, for example, raise a question to his his colleagues on the majority side, asking them to tell him how they feel now, uh, now that they know they've heard that they are flag saying he will abolish it, mm-hmm. considering that they've been vehement defending it back in the day and attacking the minority side for, for opposing it. But but I have, the NDC hasn't been big on the the reaction to the substance. And I've spoken to some some of the of the key uh, brains in the party mm-hmm. and the math pieces on, on some of the topical issues. And I get a sense that in the coming week, we are going to hear some of them like Atofo saying, we are going to hear the likes of Adongo, who now chairs the finance committee, now unpick the specifics and the substance a bit more. So we haven't had a bit of that. Yeah. But on, on the driver's mate question, I mean, we've talked about that. But on the substance, though, there are a few things that Baumia said he will do. And then the credibility, believability question comes comes up. But for me, this is where I look at it. Considering that he, he really has, it is far more difficult to do what he did. He, it's, it's easier to come and just toe the line and, and then simply praise Ananado and say, I'll continue his legacy and say nothing about what you want to do differently. That, that is easier, right? Yeah, yeah. It's far more difficult to come and say, whilst he remains my boss, I'm going to scrap some of his current policies. I'm, I'm going to undo the tax handles that he intends to, 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 put, to put forward. So on, on the substance, it gets, you, it gets to the point where you have to say, okay, do I give him the benefit of the doubt? And was he negotiated? Mm-hmm. Something he said that we haven't picked up on that I think is important is this commitment to uh, get party manifestos aligned with the National Development Plan. We, we haven't picked up on that, but that has been a big challenge for this country for so long. And But, but here is the thing. He is a politician, first mm-hmm. and foremost. So anything he says, you have to put in the context and see within that prison. Because politicians tend to, to over-promise and, and deliver in this country, right? So anytime I hear a politician, my default reaction is, I, I, I need to see it. But are you hopeful, Evans, on that, are you hopeful that this vision outlined by Baumia will find space in the manifesto of the party at the end of the day? 
He promises that. And, and that is why, that, that is exactly where I was, I was going with my argument. Mm-hmm. That the believability of the things he said will really, for me, come down to the specifics in the manifesto. He says okay. some brilliant things, right? And, and sometimes it can be populist. Everybody wants the E-Levy gone. Everybody knows that there's opposition to the emission tax, the betting tax, the 15%. So, so it's, it's easier to come and say, I will, I will do it. The difficulty is negotiating with your boss that you're going to say that and he allows you to say it, right? That's a difficulty. But in and terms of the other one, to the... <laughs> yes, if, yeah, right, I mean, it's not only just about appealing to... We are under an IMF program mm-hmm. with stipulations. We have put together what we call our medium-term revenue strategy, which mentions some of these handles that the vice president is very boldly telling everybody we will remove. You need to justify how you are going to make up for the revenue losses. And it's not a, it's not something that if Ken Oferata could do today and say, oh, I'm removing all of them, and I could raise money from somewhere else, he will rarely be interested in incurring the wrath of the people, mentioning his name every single day. So I agree with you. I just feel that at the core of this problem is that, yes, it's a political statement made on a platform, mm-hmm. but the circumstance we find ourselves rarely, we are a country that's currently shut out completely from the, the, in fact, markets that we are supposed to be paying in the coming years, external debt that we are supposed to be paying in the future, millions of dollars, sometimes billions of dollars. So some tax handles do not make sense yeah. agreeable. But when you are in the position to say, oh, we are going to remove them, and I do not get the impression in that statement that, oh, we would replace them quickly. With very, and, and the words used, I mean, simple, business-friendly tax systems, they are words that are very fantastic, all gearing towards progressive taxation. Okay. But well, in, in so reality, what handles are you going to put in place? Mm-hmm. What are your and, real alternatives? Those are the and, ones and Raymond, I wanted to hear. Yeah. And Raymond, and Raymond, that's the point, right? And that's the point that I was making about the believability is in the... It's and the, the credibility, yeah. The devil will be in the detail. And until he does that and, and explains so, because 2025 is a few months away, and the IMF program will still be here. He needs to negotiate that. But he needs to tell us, yeah. if you take away these tax handles, how do you still make up for the shortfall? Exactly. And, and until I see that... I will take it as a political promise. Okay. Well, Raymond um, has also been um, touching on uh, the issue about tax, but it takes me to Raymond then, really, uh, apart from this uh, particular taxes and the electricity and things that he talks about, anything else in particular stands out for you in terms of the policies that he outlined and the believability of them since you introduced that word? No, I, I believe that there were some fantastic things said, like the independent fiscal council part the amendment of the Fiscal Responsibility Act mm-hmm. and reduce government expenditure through private sector participation. Uh, of course, this should improve fiscal discipline and macroeconomic stability. Okay. On, 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 on that banner level, I mean, they were fantastic things. Mm. The, the, I mentioned the business-friendly tax system. Everybody would prefer that. But how do you take us there? What philosophy underpins this business-friendliness? And he mentioned a word that was very popular during the Kufour time, the golden age of business, uh, the engine, no, no, it's, it's the engine of growth, uh, 
Those are wonderful things to say, but those are things President Akufuado believed in too. Those are things he actually believed was the core of his engagement. Let's not forget, in the beginning of the 2017 period, some of the taxes that were tinkered with, some of the handles that were actually reduced and others improved, they were geared towards the same point. But the reality which Dr. Baumia is aware of is that at some point, government became very, very worried about reduced inflows. And because they had overpromised, it was difficult to make up. And so we had to introduce things to create the impression that we needed more people to pay tax. So the conversation about widening and deepening of the tax net became a different level. Yeah. It is important. And of course, I, I was also interested in the things you talked about when it comes to unemployment. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree that we are in an industrialization drive that is changing a lot. But the foundation should be clear. The foundation for building any proper state that's industrialized. It's what the MPP said they would have done in the year 2017. And I'm convinced he was aware of. And it takes us to the right meeting. If nobody is producing, you will not get the jobs. We know that that is real all over the place. Where Manasseh is today, people find jobs in the various retail shops out of senior high school or whichever level that they go up. And it's easy to get those jobs. Okay. But here in the Republic of Ghana, the jobs that are supposed to be done by SHS graduates are being done in banks by people with almost getting PhDs, even some with double masters and all of that. Mm. So those realities, you cannot think out with them by just introducing a digitalization plan. Mm. Well, Manasseh, let me let me bring in Manasseh Raymond on this uh, so that we can we can quickly wrap up on this. Well, Manasseh, you you've been hearing um, some of the the things that he said in terms of some fine policies that he outlined. At least uh, in terms of the reactions, it looks like we are not touching on the substance of some of the visions that he outlines. Am I going to see you right in defence of Dr. Mahmoud Baumia? Uh, another article? No, I think I defended him, Mr. Arthur. <laughs> At the time I was defending Mr. Arthur, Dr. Baumia should have been helping me to defend Mr. Arthur. By now, he could point them to uh, that defense. But uh, if Mr. Arthur had the questions and he couldn't answer, we'll pass it on to Mr. Arthur's successor. <laughs> so, it's fair. so there's no defense here, really. But let's talk about the reactions. You think yes. that we are being unfair to him in terms of uh, the reaction to some of the things that he said? Well, I think the substance is what we should focus on. And I agree with Mata that I went to a senior high school that we didn't have teachers. But for national service personnel, some of us may not have reached here. Mm -hmm. Two, national service is the only way some people get closest to job experience and to have something on their CV. Three, it is a way to help young people make uh, some money after school while being introduced to the work environment. Mm -hmm. So I think it is not a policy that I will support. To take a little bit of what Raymond said on the taxes, mm -hmm. I believe strongly that in opposition, the MPP said that instead of taxing Ghanaians, they were going to reduce corruption. And then those uh. save would make us free. 
And I disagree when Raymond said that if Ken Oforeta knew of any other way of saving money so that all these taxes wouldn't be uh, cases on his head, he could have done that. SML alone, what we are throwing away is more than what we are getting from the entire e-levy collection per year. So I'm saying that if you get a government that is serious about fighting corruption, some of these nuisance taxes wouldn't be there. They introduced a sanitation tax, and we did a right to information request. And all the money that we collected from the sanitation tax were given to one company owned by Jospon. And there is no value for money. This is a company that the Auditor General said we paid 90 million. 95 million cities to this company. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any contract. Let's go for the money. Ken Ofreta's uh, ministry added 156 million cities to this same company. And I've mentioned uh, SML. There are many of those deals. So if you look at these taxes, we take them and just channel them to something else. So if there was uh, something I wanted a stronger um, voice on or to hear... It was in the area of corruption. Okay. He mentioned it and talked about digitalization. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, this is something that we can we, we, we shouldn't uh, in any way uh, trivialize mm-hmm. because I did a course here last semester at the Harvard Kennedy School and it's uh, corruption, finding it and fixing it. And one of the... Um, lessons we did a case study on a country called estonia mm-hmm. i was so amazed sitting down and listening to what they can register a business in this country within 15 minutes you can do everything almost everything from the comfort of your home what we sometimes forget is that when these things happen and then we save the money those monies cannot be channeled into other productive sectors and the economy will grow so okay. the money that are being wasted and everything can be channeled but those ones may tackle the petty corruption but the grand corruption that are in dubious contracts and others i think going forward i want to hear dr baumian very strongly on how he's going to deal with some of these corruption issues okay that have been passed on from one government to the other okay so that when that is that we can save enough money, and if taxes are not there, uh, too many of those taxes are not there, we can uh, still get money to do development. Okay. Well, some quick um, input uh, from something here that I would like to read um, to all of you. He talks about the driver's mate actually doesn't and may not know how to drive at all. Sometimes it is the driver who teaches the mate little by little. By our constitution, president must appoint vice before participating in elections. Drivers don't necessarily need the mates to function. Driver's mates don't get paid almost same as a driver and don't enjoy terms and conditions almost at the driver. By constitution, a vice is actually a co-pilot where duties have been assigned and the president cannot change those. And the vice is a spare driver where duties are not exactly assigned by the constitution. So mates don't automatically inherit a driver in sickness and death or resignation. Think about it. The mate analogy was poorly thought through. That's uh, Samson Ladi and Yenis input to this. But before we wrap up, uh, Martha has been talking about communications. The issue about body language has also come up. And um, the next step for many today, uh, the issue about running mates has been trending. And we'll be also looking forward to a reshuffle. But quickly, the absence of um, Ken Furiata 
and then also Gabia Sarochodak, when the president himself doesn't say anything to any of you, I'm overthinking it. But Gabi said he has retired from local politics. So he doesn't attend, then, he doesn't attend political functions anymore then? No, he has retired from local politics. Okay. I, 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 I think that it is only fair that some people at some point will change focus. So I don't think, and of course, I mean, he really, Gabi okay. has no role in government. Okay. He plays a role that is unwritten predominantly. So as for his, it was. But some says the role that he plays is even more powerful than uh, than, than some, well, maybe including the vice president himself. No, uh -huh. I get you one hundred percent. The other point is that Oforata was slapped in that particular forum on several occasions. Okay. It was not done directly. It was done indirectly because Oforata, in effect, is the finance minister who is conducting the economic policy at the state. Okay. Well, so, I mean, what, what were you expecting him to say? Oh, well, clap for him for disagreeing with what he went around to tell the people was a good policy. Mm. But, so, but, but the timing, the timing also, Evans, the timing also of the release of that statement from the finance ministry on the VAT uh, withdrawal or the suspension, I should say. Some have also been talking about, are we reading too many meanings? Um, it, it's, I, I doubt very much that it was coordinated, but I really Think the vice president, the finance minister, had no choice okay. really because where Labour had gone to the demonstrations planned, the strike, it, it was just a matter of time. Mm. It, it's just the timing of it coincided with Bahamia, and of course, the finance minister also not being present at the event. Then you begin to read a lot of meanings into it. I, I believe, I believe that there's definitely tension between the vice president and the finance minister, mm. and the reshuffle will tell us a lot. And so speaking about the reshuffle, what have you heard? What do we know? You're editors. I'm sure uh, you've heard a lot. Uh, we were expecting it to happen today. It didn't happen. What are we hearing, please? you have any names that you can share with us? I, I, have, I have no <laughs> names. I, I, what you've heard in the media is what I've heard. <laughs> but there's strong sense that that reshuffle will happen sooner than later. And can Ferreira is staying or, or going? Well, there's a sense that he's he's he'll buy out he'll buy out with this particular um, reshuffle, he's and I think it's long overdue. If the president promised the parliamentarians that wait till he's done with the IMF program, the IMF program is long done. He has his second tranche. <laughs> I think it's time for him to go, and if the president come bid him farewell. Okay. Well, Martha is talking about he's done. You you have more that you're sharing with us, Martha. He's done everything he needs to do. So at this point, how many months do we have to the general elections? I don't think it will make much difference whether he leaves or not. Okay. Because at the peak of the issues and people were calling for his resignation and everything, it's like no one heard us. Mm. No one heard the union. And so we kept him there. How many months to election and he, whether he leaves or not, okay. his job is done. Mm. Is because oh, he, he, he's still behind uh, SML and then... Uh, He's the strongest <laughs> force behind SML in government. And my sources in government tell me mm -hmm. that uh, when the president heard about the story, he was very furious because he didn't know about it. Okay. Now the issue is what he would do about it now that he knows about it. And mm -hmm. talking about the absence, long before I came here, I conducted some interviews for a book I want to write in the future. Mm -hmm. And then sources within the government told me that the vice president and then the, the finance minister had very serious disagreements okay. about uh, 
government policies and economic policies. So when he wasn't there, I wasn't surprised. And then if you look or if you speak to some people within the government, they sometimes even feel that some of the policies, uh, they have political implications, which Ken doesn't seem to appreciate. Okay. So E-Levy is going to annoy a lot of voters. Uh, someone like the vice president who wants to become president would want to attract voters. So beyond politics and economic, sorry, beyond the economics front, there are also political disagreements. And I don't mm-hmm. think that the president would have been happy sitting down and then listening to the speech uh, Dr. Baumia uh, delivered. So okay. it's falling natural that 